This is an ABC podcast. Hello, hello, hello. It's Ruby here and this is news time. Howdy, Ruby. Today we'll meet a pint-sized bug lover and some encouraging entomologists and we'll hear some good news from Victoria about our environment. Then we'll meet a Muslim woman making Australian history and head down south to the most remote post office in the world. Finally, we'll reveal our wow of the week. Sounds good to me. All right, well, here's our first story. Story number five. Lyra is six years old and lives in Ontario in the country Canada. Her favourite place to be is her backyard, lying low in the grass, keeping a lookout for creepy crawlies. She loves anything that buzzes or chirps or croaks. I do not like looking at bugs. It's not a hobby for everyone, but Lyra loves it. When she started school, some of the kids weren't very nice They told her that catching bugs was for boys. I think that's a bit sexist and that anybody can do what they want to do. Lyra's mum was worried that she would stop doing the things she loved. So she reached out to Dr Anne Jones from Noisy by Nature. Anne loved Lyra's passion for bugs. So she spread the word to female scientists all over the world and lots of them got in touch to share words of encouragement. That's very, very cool. Dr Jodie Rowley, a herpetologist, that's a frog and reptile expert, she told Lyra that her passion is awesome and that we need more passionate people in the world. And Dr Tanya Latty, an entomologist, that's an insect expert, told Lyra not to worry what other people say, just to go on loving frogs and tadpoles. I think she'd feel pretty happy for people around her to support her and famous scientists. Hearing from all these amazing women scientists reminded Lyra that she's not alone in her love of creepy crawlies and that science and bugs and nature are for everyone. Okay, time to buzz on over to our next story. Story number four. A healthy environment is important for wildlife, the planet, and for us people too. I feel really happy and free in the open. Well, I've got some good news for you. The state Victoria is planning to revegetate an area of land five times bigger than the city of Melbourne. Whoa! Revegetate means growing trees and plants in a piece of land where they've been cut down. It's about restoring a place to what it used to be like before humans got involved. This new project, which is called Bushbank, will mean there's more healthy green space in Victoria. I feel great. That's awesome. That will be really exciting and for the animals and stuff. It's great news, and by revegetating the land, animals will have a safe place to live, and that will increase the biodiversity. That's the mix of plants and animals living healthily together in an environment, 
Over time, wildlife will come back to the area to live and have babies, and they will help keep the plants healthy and the ecosystem nice and balanced. More koalas, that means. The government is working together with the people that own the land as well as the traditional owners to make sure these areas are restored and revegetated in the best way possible. They're hoping their big plans will encourage more people to revegetate their land right across the country. All right, here comes our next story. Story number three. Have you ever watched two boxers having a spa? You punch people with these big red gloves and you've got to do a lot of training. Yep, a boxing match is when two people who've had lots of training wear special gloves and protective gear and have a fight. There are lots of rules that make it safer and it takes a lot of strength and fitness to get good at it. And it's not something you should try at home. Basically, it's all practice. One woman who's done a lot of boxing practice is Tina Rahimi. Tina is a makeup artist from the western suburbs of Sydney. And a few years ago, she went to a boxing class in her local area to have fun and get fit. From her very first lesson, she absolutely loved it. And ever since, Tina's worked really hard at her boxing lessons. Recently, she was officially chosen to represent Australia at the Commonwealth Games. Awesome. Being chosen to compete at the Commonwealth Games is a huge deal. It means you're one of the best at your sport in the whole country. Tina will be the first Muslim woman ever to box for Australia at the Commonwealth Games. That will be pretty exciting. She hopes that her achievements will inspire more women and girls from all backgrounds to give boxing a try. Good luck, Tina. And it's about time we move on to our next story. Story number two. At the very bottom of the world, at a place called the South Pole, there's a continent called Antarctica. Antarctica is freezing. People and scientists do come and go, but the main residents who call Antarctica home are seals and fish and whales and lots and lots of penguins. There's lots of animals and stuff, but they need to survive with a limited amount of food. Even though there aren't any humans who live there permanently, Antarctica has a post office. It does all the normal post things, like sending and receiving letters, but it also has a museum and a little gift shop. Having a post office there would be pretty hard because it would be really cold and hard to transport stuff. You're right. The post office in Antarctica is the most remote one in the world. That means it's the furthest away from any big cities or towns. The organisation that looks after the post office is looking for staff. These new recruits will live in Antarctica for five months to work at the post office slash museum slash gift shop and also do another important thing. They're going to keep count of the local Gentoo penguin population. 
do you reckon you'd like doing this job? I'm not sure. Well, maybe the hanging out with the penguins bit, but probably not hanging out by myself, you know, that could, could get a bit boring, I could go a bit crazy. It takes a special kind of person to move to Antarctica for a long time. They'd need to have a good understanding of how to take care of its unique environment. And they'd need to be fit enough to walk long distances around the place. They'd also need to be okay with going a long time with no one to talk to, except for some waddling penguins. And this week, we're staying down south for our... Wow of the week! This story made me go wow because it was very fascinating and interesting about the boat sank. More than a hundred years ago, an explorer named Ernest Shackleton was sailing the high seas on his ship called Endurance and determined to be the first person to cross Antarctica. As the great wooden ship Endurance approached the ice, it was crushed and it started to sink. Thankfully, Shackleton and his crew managed to escape and they made it to safety. But the vessel sunk to the bottom of the freezing water and it was lost. It must have been scary. Yeah, you'd feel pretty sad. All that time wasted. Ever since, people have been trying to find the lost ship Endurance. But the harsh conditions of Antarctica make it tricky and dangerous. Recently, a team of explorers decided to give this mission another go. And they succeeded. I think they must have had like a big party or something after they found the ship. They had to use a super special ship that can break through the ice as it travels across the water and lots of high-tech gadgets and equipment to scan the depths of the water as they searched. To get to the right spot, it took lots of teamwork and lots of money. But finally, Shackleton's lost ship endurance has been found. And what's more, it's in pretty good shape. Even though it's been sitting at the bottom of the ocean for more than a hundred years, most of this ship is still intact. The explorers sent special cameras down to document the ship's condition and they found that the portals and the steering wheel are still attached. Wow! The team who found it are very excited, and they can't wait to explore this shipwreck even more. There could be some hidden treasure. Yarr! And that is it, my friends. Thank you so much for all your help with this countdown. Thanks, Ruby. Anytime. And don't forget to do the news time quiz. It's in the show notes. Bye, Ruby. Goodbye. Or, as they say in Japanese, sayonara. News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.